brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Make sure you download the Woodward Sports app in the App Store and the Google Play Store today. Take Woodward Sports with you wherever you go and listen live on your phone or mobile device. Good morning, everyone, and thanks for joining us here on the Morning Woodward Show on the Woodward Sports Network, also featured on the Roar on 99.1, 93.5, and 94.7 HD2. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I missed you guys. I'm not gonna lie. Fish, not you. Don't clap. <laughs> I knew there was a I didn't think so. Yeah, not shocked. What's up? And look at that face, Madison's face. How could you not miss that? So <laughs> let's not push it with compliments. Well, no, this no, no. It, looks, it looks so cheerful and in inviting on a Monday morning, and by Friday you're sick of it. Oh yeah. Well, that's why I was sick last Friday. It was because of Maddie's face. <laughs> I'm like at least flattered that you gave me until Friday and wasn't like, hey, on Tuesday we're sick of her. Right, yeah. That's, yeah you get and a whole that's week. just a love tap. You get a whole week. It's not bad. Look, Friday, obviously I wasn't here. I missed out on a ton. The yeah, Lions you did. schedule release, super unfortunate. So, Terry, we'll start with the Lions. Then we'll get into the Tigers, by the way, who swept the Orioles over the weekend. That, that was interesting and nice to see. About time. About damn time. But, Terry, we do have to revisit. Thursday night's news. Schedule comes out. The Lions don't get a single primetime game, even though I, I didn't see a big deal in it. I'll, uh, I'll focus more on the start to the season. I didn't, and Dan Campbell didn't have a problem and with it either. I think that's good. I actually have no issue with it. Who he's cares? Looking, he's looking at it from a coaching perspective. Oh, you get uh, so much more time. don't <clears> like <throat> primetime games because players are edgy and they're ready to go. By eleven in the morning, and then you got to wait until eight thirty or nine o'clock. You have to play like about that. four to six primetime games as a head coach before you understand this is how we prepare for it. Right. And this is how I get my players not to sleep in too much, not to overextend themselves, not to use up too much energy. But beyond the beyond the point, let's get into the schedule. Open up against Philadelphia. There was, you know, leaks all week. It seemed like it was Philadelphia. It ended up being Philadelphia at home, not on the road, which is very cool. They open up against two NFC East opponents, Philadelphia and Washington. Now, Terry, I'm not going to sit here and bore you 
breaking down single game by game, telling Thank you they're going to win, they're going to lose. Because we're, we'll have we'll change our we, minds we have, by August. From now to August, I have mm-hmm. no issue. I'm not even going to consider going over the schedule win by win, loss by loss. doesn't matter to me. But they have five games before their bye week, which I thought was really interesting. Week six is their bye week. So if I were to tell you guys... Jamison Williams doesn't play the first five games of the year, but he suits up for the remaining 12. I don't think I get objections. Do I, Terry? Not for me. And I, considering that schedule, yeah, Jamison Williams should miss the first five games, actually. That was actually my biggest takeaway from the entire schedule was the Jamison Williams rehab timeline. That was not my first one, but I still respect you. Yeah, look, Philadelphia, Washington... I'm going to qualify these teams as these are games you should be in, right? I'm not going to sit here and tell you you should beat a certain team, especially the Chicago Bears, considering you haven't beaten them in a long time. But we need to get that. Yeah, but the NFL, you're in Any given most Sunday, games. of course. Any given Sunday. But these are teams that are all, I think, in very similar positions. These aren't Super Bowl contenders. Philadelphia, definitely not. Washington, definitely not. Minnesota, I think, will be division contenders this year. I don't see them as a Super Bowl team. Seattle is in the first year of a full rebuild. And then there's New England. Your first legitimate, I would say, very well-coached team. Week five. We we think. Because uh, well, I, I think they're in decline. Well, I think I don't think they got better than last year, and I think that's a problem unless Mac Jones gets a lot better, which right. and plus they got tough to expect from MF a rookie. MF as the... Uh, Offensive coordinator. That, oh my that God! That's right, me. Matt Patricia's there. Oh, they're <laughs> Patriots are tanking. <laughs> I I actually think the Lions are going to win that game. Really? Yeah. Yes. I, again, and you know what's funny, Terry, is when these schedules are released, everybody tries to lock on lock down the games. This, mm-hmm. this is a winnable game. This is a winnable game. If you think like that, every game is literally a winnable game. By the way, they there's are, no that, such thing. That, that's the NFL. It's a <clears> pass fail league. But if I told you, in my in my mind, I look at the first five games. Jameson Williams, I don't think should play. It's, unlike, again, if he's ready, put him out there, Terry. Right? If he's 100% ready, mm-hmm. re- uh, cleared for contact, cleared for everything, go for it. Put him out in, in week three, week four. I have well, no issue. According to you, he's going to be ready for training camp. So why would he? Well, miss according the first to his doctor, he's going to be ready for training camp. That's not my words, Terry. But, but again, you fell weeks, for the fake. Uh, hey, I'll take it. <laughs> week six. Week six is their bye week. That is a very friendly bye week. And the first five games of the year are very, very friendly. Very friendly games. And we talk about, Terry, what are your expectations going into a season? What to expect from a rebuild, a team that's rebuilding? Every team is rebuilding in the NFL every single year. Some teams call it rebuilding. The smart ones call it retooling. And the teams that retool are the ones that sacrifice a few picks for really talented players, teams that have the the core personnel in place that they can build around. And I think the Lions are entering a stage where moves from here on out should not be considered part of, quote-unquote, the rebuild. I think this is a team that's establishing talent. I think it's a team that's establishing a culture, even though I still think winning must be a big part of that. I don't think you can establish a culture by winning or, excuse me, losing a ton of games. But beyond the point, we're five games into the schedule release. And even the crack man himself, 
would look you in your face and tell you they could win every single game. Now, that's crack, man. Right? That's a very uh, optimistic mindset. But I see their first five games, and I don't think they could have asked for an easier start to the season. In my opinion, three of those five games are home games. They're on the road to Minnesota, which is a divisional opponent. They're familiar with uh, Minnesota. That's not overwhelmingly challenging. And then away to New England, which you think they, sh- uh, they have a chance to win. Cool. I am not too concerned with New England. Who has a better offensive, uh, who has better offensive weapons, New England or Detroit? I would check the box on Detroit. Who's got the better quarterback play? I think it's fair to say it's about an even matchup. I don't think one quarterback is significantly better than the other where you have an advantage. Who has the coaching, uh, excuse me, who has the coaching head-to-head? Obviously, you got to give it to Bill Belichick out of respect. All right. Right. No, you, you got to give, give it to him, not out of respect, but out of production. How about that? Uh, on, on the resume over the last three, five years, yes, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's not going anywhere. Guy can still coach. Defense? I think it has to be, I think you have to say New England to an extent just because, again, coaching. They're going to be very good on defense. So you check the box, like, all right, uh, well, we're going to have to rely on the offense. <laughs> Five games, Terry. Now, let me ask you. When you were sick, did somebody sprinkle <clears throat> angel dust on you? No, why? You come in all nice and cherry and all oh, the lions. Boy, you, you know, know what? Friday uh, <laughs> Friday was tough for me. I uh, I never missed a show before. That one uh, sucked. So uh, I really I spent the weekend really appreciating what I get to do every day. Okay, wonderful. Yeah, so uh, come, come in Monday with a different attitude. So do you appreciate fish now? No. Terry, <laughs> <All right. laughs> he'll never appreciate it. I don't think it will go that far. Oh, no. man. And it does not. Oh, man. Look, you're five games in. I'm, I'm not going to give you a record, but what I'm going to tell you, Detroit, is you couldn't have asked for an easier five games. Now, maybe you want to throw in Jacksonville to the mix. Who cares? Three home games in your first five going into the bye week, and then you come out at Dallas and then home to Miami and Green Bay. You then visit Chicago, you visit New York, and then Thanksgiving. By Thanksgiving, what I tell you guys all last year, by Thanksgiving, I can evaluate Dan Campbell. And what does that mean? That doesn't mean you fire him. No, 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 no. Can he coach? I think you can figure out in under two full seasons whether a guy can show flashes of good coaching, quality decisions. I'm not asking him to win 13, 14 games in the division? No, 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 no. Yeah, only 12. But <laughs> but what you can find out by Thanksgiving is has this team improved not only in player development, which they showed a lot last year, not only in coaching up players, which they showed last year, but now are they starting to play winning football? Are they starting to be aggressive when it's required? Are they starting to make smart decisions? I don't know. Punting on fourth and two from your own 20 would be a good start. But, hey, what do I know? Uh, improvements that Dan Campbell and his coaching staff are going to have to make this year. And I think, what do you have, five, ten, ten games in before the Buffalo game, I think is enough sample to say, all right, like, you have something. Do you have a division-winning coach? Do you have a Super Bowl-winning coach? Way too early. But, Terry, I'm telling you, ten games in, that's now 27 games. Is he competent? You'll find out, if, at least if you don't have a, a complete disaster on your hand. Freddie Kitchens, you knew right away. You knew about week four into his first full season. You're like, oh, God, what do we do here? Cleveland will admit it. They know it. You can figure it out. And I don't think it's a disaster. I don't think this guy 
will be a complete disaster. Like some of the, the Hugh Jacksons, the Freddie Kitchens, guys like hell, even a um, uh, guy from last year, Urban Meyer. I don't think you have that on your hands. Do you have excellent? Do you have very good? Do you have great? Who knows? But you're 10 games into the season, and you've played only four teams that have made the playoffs. Four out of the 10 games, only four of them are teams that were in the playoffs last year. Okay, let's go down the stretch. Jacksonville, Minnesota, both at home. New York Jets on the road. Carolina on the road. Home to Chicago. And then, of course, you finish the season in Lambeau. That, that to me, if there was ever a year where the league handed you a schedule, Terry, and they said, here, win more games than you probably should have, that's the year. As it stands now. As it stands but now. we won't know that uh, in September, October, because whenever, I mean, I, I would say five times out of ten, these, these schedules flip. Teams that you think suck, they're like, oh, it's not a bad team, or the vice Jets. versa. Uh, Jets would be my pick. I think the Jets are going to be better than they were last year. I think Minnesota is going to be a lot better. Chicago, I think, is going to be the worst team in the league this year. Carolina, I say Matt Rule is fired by the time Carolina play a game against the Detroit Lions. There's no chance in hell that team is going to figure it out. No wide receiving core. Sam Darnold's their quarterback. Christian McCaffrey's never available unless they just magically have the defense that they had to start the year. They all stay healthy, and the offense stays healthy. I don't see Carolina being a threat. Well, Miami's Carolina. Uh, Maz is flipped. He wants Sam Darnold to the Lions now. Please tell me you're joking. <laughs> I am. Oh God! <laughs> I would have thrown this. I would have thrown this water bottle right at Maz's head when I seen him this morning. <laughs> he deserves Miami. It. <laughs> another team I think imp- will improve. But I have questions about their quarterback. I just do. I don't know what Tua can be in the league. I still don't know that yet. Dallas, no Amari Cooper. They paid Michael Gallup. I think Dallas takes a step back. I think Philadelphia improved. I think Washington will take a step back from last year, even with Carson Wentz. They just don't have enough talent on Washington. But, hey, Chase Young could come back and be the missing piece on defense for them that they were missing last year. So a lot of these teams, you can tell me now, oh, the Jets are winnable. The Giants are winnable. Washington, Chicago twice, Carolina. Uh, it's extremely optimistic. But guess what? When they play the Lions, those same teams are saying, eh, absolutely, game. as they should. If I'm Philadelphia, I couldn't have asked for a better start to the season if it was a road game. Add Detroit, a team that's coming off a 3-1 season that's kept most of their roster intact. That's added only a few free agents and did very well in the draft, to be fair. And but I don't have to worry about Jameson Williams. So, what am I focusing on? Oh, who'd Philadelphia draft? Jordan Davis? Yes. That's, that should help you stop the run. Philadelphia, very difficult matchup week one for Detroit. Washington? I, I think Washington is in trouble. I don't think this is a team that's going to finish second or third in their division this year. I just don't see. I think the Giants are actually going to be a, a better football team than them this year. Minnesota, always a tough game in division on the road. Seattle, uh, if you ever wanted to circle a game on a, on a calendar Detroit, that's the one. You can't win that game. <laughs> no, wow. this is the year the Lions should beat Seattle. You have to beat Seattle. Then you go to New England. Then you go to Dallas after the bye. But again, you have a full... 
two weeks to prepare for Dak Prescott. By the way, speaking of Dak, remember, Terry, how complimentary we were of quarterbacks like this? Mm-hmm. Now we're on their asses. Why? They got paid. And when you get paid and you can't carry a football team, ah, it gets tough. But that's the Lions schedule. 17 games, I think. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You guys heard it from me already. Six to nine, I think, is the floor and the ceiling. Anything more than nine, I would be extremely impressed. I wouldn't be surprised, though. Given one, the schedule, and two, I actually think this football team will be a lot better than a lot of people are giving it credit for. But we have to take a quick break. If you're watching live on Twitter and Facebook, switch over to YouTube. We'll be live strictly on YouTube uh, moving forward. But before we go, I have to tell you that Maddie had an awful weekend because oh, she, didn't, no. she didn't talk to me at all over the weekend. Yes, I did. I'm sorry to hear that. She didn't check on me. Yes, I all. did. But what she did do, she made one good decision this weekend. <laughs> And that was open a can of Cintron and enjoy it. Yes, I did. That's for sure. I headed over to my local Kroger where Cintron is on sale right now, too, for just $4. It's an absolute steal. This is the summer of Cintron. Make sure you pick some up while you're shopping. Cintron is a new energy drink for the active lifestyle. Drink it, live it with Cintron. Hi, I'm Kay Cunningham. I'm proud to partner with Hall Financial, the mortgage company known for five-star service. Don't just take my word for it. Check out their 5,000 five-star reviews for yourself. Go to callhawfirst.com and get started with your five-star experience today. New to the game or a season to better? OddsTrader.com has everything you need to make the right bet ahead of kickoff. Begin your handicapping journey with OddsTrader. Improve your edge by finding the best price on every game from sportsbooks in your backyard. Take advantage of the numerous sign-up bonus offers to pad your bankroll. Dive into key game statistics, player performance, and even account for the projected game day weather. Best of all, you can use the Odds Trader Bet Tracker to keep a log of your action. Welcome to Odds Trader, and best of luck. Thank you to all the fans for making Woodward Sports your number one online destination for Detroit sports. We promise not to drop the ball. Well, it may only be 8.17 in the morning, but... You can still eat wings for breakfast. <laughs> you can get them from Wing Snob. That's where you'll find fresh, juicy, hormone-free chicken. They have the best traditional wings in the game. Try out their signature sauces, Jamaican jerk or lemon pepper. Their wings are tossed to perfection. 
in any sauce that you may choose. When the wings are this good, you're allowed to be a snob. Order online now at wingsnob.com. Wingsnob. Oh. We just have better wings. Wings and football. How do you not? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what was amazing over the weekend. The Tigers swept the they Baltimore did. Orioles. I don't know how. By the way, that's how you play baseball. All right. When the bats aren't all that great, you field well, you pitch well, and you rely on the middle of, the, middle of your lineup to do the work. Miguel Cabrera, by the way, carried that team over the weekend. Two doubles, two home runs. Terry. Thank God. I couldn't handle the losing. 9-23 and 23 start. Now they're 12-23. and 23. I'm not saying they're going to the goddamn wild card. They're not. But God damn it. They at least won a series. And not only did they win it, they swept them. I'll take it. Well, yes. However, let me caution you. <clears throat> it was the Baltimore Orioles. Tradition, one of the worst teams in baseball. Um, I want to see what they do on the road now. I think they have Tampa and some teams who can actually play. Uh, teams that have pitching, teams that can shut them down. At some point, you've got to beat bad teams. They lost to Oakland, who was bad. And then um, they finally got against the Baltimore Orioles. They lost 4-5 or five to, uh, to Oakland, didn't yes. they? Yeah, 4-5. Only only game they won was a doubleheader, and it's it's hard to lose a doubleheader or win a doubleheader. So, are we going to talk about Tark Skubal being the ace of this team? Well, it's pretty damn obvious. They were they were they were battling on ballys. Do you call him an ace or not? I don't on know. Most teams, no. On this team, yes. How can you not? His stuff is insane. First of all, check that box for an ace. Three hits, 11 strikeouts. Yeah, that's what an ace looks like. <laughs> he gives you quality innings, doesn't give up many hits, strikes out a ton of batters. He's got the best stuff on this uh, on this rotation. It's not even close. It's not even close. He's their best pitcher. He, he's absolutely their best pitcher. So now, do you call him ace? Uh, or just, he's their ace. Or just no, okay. But I think he has the talent to become an ace, yes. Or just I think, the number one pitcher on a bad I think team. this is a guy... In the next two years, that can go six innings a night, eight to ten Ks easily. His stuff is that good. His stuff is that good, and the Tigers were that good over the weekend. They pitched well. Torkelson, a lot of talk of sending him down for the road trip. I'm not sure if I'm ready to pull the trigger there. Uh, this is an entire team that is struggling, and I don't think with a 22-year-old, this isn't a 19-year-old coming into the league and you're trying to protect... It's a 22-year-old young adult. You still try to protect him, though. Yeah, you can try to protect him all you want, but eventually he's got to hit the ball. And yes, good plate discipline. Maybe. Yes, he, he's getting a walk a game. Cool. I like it. Got to make contact. And I think there are enough veteran batters around him and veteran coaches that can get him through this 140, 150 slump. I don't see... Yeah, but uh, Toledo, for whatever reason, has a reputation of writing people. They did it with Max Scherzer. They've done it with other hitters. We just gone out for a week or two. You know, it's not saying you're destined to stay there the whole season. But if they can fix something, they have time to fix something, why not? But uh, I, th I think they tried to scare the young man a little bit because they're going on a road trip. And maybe he showed him enough where it's it's not necessary now. But you know you got to put a little fear in young guys. Ah, uh, yeah. Veterans, they're like, yeah, f you. I'm not, you know, I'm yeah. not falling for that fake. 
Yeah, I guess you can pump fake them if you want. But at the end of the day, solid three wins over the weekend. Miggy. We're going to talk about Miggy carrying the team right now. He is their best hitter. Yeah, but and he's still not hitting well. But that's the sad part. He's, <laughs> he's not hitting well, hitter. but he's carrying the team. Hey, two home runs over the weekend. Uh, Powers there. Beautiful shot to left center uh, on Sunday. He's playing well. There's pop in the bat. And you know what? When there's runners in scoring positions, he's been their most consistent hitter all he season. He has. I'm not willing to say he has pop in the bat. Yes, he, he has three home runs this year. Hey, two two over the last three games against who? It doesn't matter who. You take I'm your home runs. Is. You take your home runs when you get them. Come right. on, Terry. Um, he hit two home runs during the series. Yep. He has three for the year. Not gonna say pop in the bat. Uh, he had. Let me some rephrase pop. it. He looked alive for the series okay. against Baltimore. He wasn't a corpse. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah, look, again, I when anytime you win a series, it's good. When you sweep a team that, you know, everyone expects you to, yeah, you're supposed to beat the Orioles. You were supposed to beat the Athletics. You got Toronto coming up. You find a way to win a series on this road trip. That would be impressive, but tough games ahead, Terry. No, very tough. I... um if if they can finish 500 on this road trip, I think that would be a success for them, particularly with the way they've been playing. And, um, you know, you can't lose every series. Um, so at some point, you've got to beat good teams. You've got to show some consistency as, uh, as, hitting, as hitters. Yep. And they have not done that. Well, they're on the road to Tampa Bay. Then they're on the road to Cleveland. And then they're on the road to Minnesota. That six-game stretch between Cleveland and Minnesota. Don't say it. That's, uh, I think that's, unfortunately, it's season-defining for the Tigers because they had such a bad start to the year. They lose both of those series, Terry. (sighs) There's no AL Central possibility. It's done. And... You don't want to put pressure on a team this early in the year, but what are they? 35 games in now. They're in last place. They're only, only eight games behind the Twins, but again. But you, that that is so early in this. We always talk about how early in the season is. Yes, eight games back this early in the season is a lot. Is a lot. It means you absolutely suck. So, yes, eight games. You can make up eight games in two, three weeks. But when you have a team that gets behind by eight games this early in the season, that's that's a problem right there. It shows you can be behind by 15 or 16 games by June unless you get it together. Fair enough. Well, the NHL playoffs wrapped up uh, the first round. Five game sevens over the weekend in the NHL. Connor McDavid and Edmonton advancing uh, best player in the league. Austin Matthews and the Maple Leafs sent home choking. Again, yeah, no surprise I, for the Maple Leafs. I would not say they choked. I would they choked, say Terry. No, they no, choked. no, 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 no. I, you know, you're they playing choked. the defending Stanley Cup champions. I don't care. They had a three-two lead. It's they not choked. Like they got their asses kicked. These were games that all went down to the wire, and um, and they still and, choked. And you know, I, I think the commentators 
did an injustice to us. They said Tampa Bay did everything they could that a, uh, a Stanley Cup champion is supposed to do to win a series. They were lucky that uh, Toronto didn't tie it. Toronto pressed the action for they most did. of the that that last game. So that's why I don't call it a choke because when you look at what was happening on the ice, Toronto's like holding their own and was probably the better team and most of that game in game seven. Yeah, but well, they're still choked. In hockey, sometimes you just don't score that damn goal. Oof. They say they choke because they were up we don't three like yeah. them. Game seven at home. Yeah, you uh, have to Detroit win Detroit fans game. should be familiar. They blew a 3-2 yep. lead against Pittsburgh and lost the game seven on home ice. So I've yep. been there, done that. We, we know the feeling with, I would say, much more <laughs> higher stakes and consequences. But uh, the NHL had an amazing opening first-round series. Uh, we'll get to the NBA playoffs a little later. but I lost my breath watching the NHL playoffs. Yeah, oh, it was great I, stuff. You lost your breath watching the NBA, uh, the NHL playoffs? I, I was dying watching the NBA playoffs. It was just not exciting at all. That was not the Game 7 that you dream of as a kid or as a fan when you're thinking only good oh my goodness uh, a spot in the western and eastern conference finals on the line i'm getting game seven it's going to be an amazing game both teams lose by the time the first half is over i don't know unbelievable we need to take a break when we get back we'll discuss why i don't have a problem with the detroit lions not having a primetime game but before we do maddie could you tell everybody at home about Guardian Alarm. Yes, I can. Guardian Alarm keeps you safe and gives you peace of mind, whether you're at home or on the road. They're 24 seven local monitoring. Make sure what's important to you is safe. Call 1-800-STAY-OUT for peace of mind. That's right, you heard fish. 1-800-STAY-OUT right now and Everybody let them know that the Woodward Sports sent you. Cintron is the official energy drink of the Red Wings, proud partners of the Detroit Pistons and exclusively served at Little Caesars Arena. If you're looking for premium ingredients, long-lasting energy, balanced hydration, essential vitamins, and great taste, Cintron is your top choice. Hi, my diamonds. It's Crystal with an X. You want to get hot and perfect like me? Here's my super easy routine. <laughs> drink at least a gallon of water before you wake up. <laughs> A touch of weight to everything in your house. Hello? Sell your car and just sprint everywhere. Scream when you exhale. Don't follow Crystal with an X. Do your own thing at Planet Fitness with tons of equipment and free fitness training in our clean and spacious clubs. Join now for just $10 a month and cancel anytime. Get a shot up. This is for the win. All of Detroit sports teams live on Woodward. All of Detroit sports coverage lives on Woodward Sports. Driving the best in Detroit sports coverage. Welcome back and thanks for joining us on the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network. Adam, I would just like to say thanks for finally getting your hair cut. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I really necessary. wanted to. I, I'm a very busy person and finding a half hour of my days tough enough and then when you get sick it makes it even more difficult mm -hmm. but uh came here sunday and got it taken care of i didn't want to look like a zombie for all of you <laughs> i know I'm, i know i'm tough to look at i get it but you know yeah like you guys make fun of me but then it's like eh, really you uh, still got the barney fife going you know what that is no the what? little dipsy doodle right in dipsy front doodle <laughs> whatever that is i have no idea <laughs> it's that little strand that's going across 
Oh, this. Uh, yeah, that's what Barney Fife used to do. Yeah, when my he was hair. To be sexy. Uh, my hair is a mess during the summer. Why? It just because it just curls up. I have curly hair. I mean, you've seen. <laughs> I do yeah, too. you know we don't need to get into that. So uh, we're just gonna start the, the topic now. You should probably start by not putting your hair in curlers at night. I don't. <laughs> I believe me, I don't. You imagine Adam with the curlers all on his head with aluminum foil. With the shower foil. cap on over mm-hmm. it. Oh God. Oh God. No prime time. No problem for the Detroit Lions. They're not scheduled for any prime time games. Uh, they're the only team in the NFL, by the way, not to be featured in a prime time game. I believe. Terry, you have a problem with it? I have no problem with that. I, I always go back, if you live in Albuquerque, San Diego. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anywhere around the nation. And you've had um, maybe a tough Monday. Do you really want to see the Lions on a Monday night football game? It's an interesting way of putting it, Terry. I would say no. The only people who are butthurt are Lion fans. And, you know, you can talk about um, – I mean, Monday night is special or Sunday night is special. You you know, even though they're overrated, you do want to see Dallas. uh, You want to see the Rams. You want to see Green Bay. uh, You want to see teams that have accomplished something and are playing for something. I don't I still the lines will improve. I don't think they're going to be playing for anything. They're not at the forefront of NFL fans' interests. You don't think about the Detroit Lions all week like, "Man, what are the Lions going to do this week? I can't wait to see them play." I have no problem with that. Yeah, the Lions are like the Bills. I'll put it into this perspective. I'd the Bills see the Bills play. Well, the Bills have sucked for the longest time, right? After the, the 1990s, they were so good in the 90s, uh, four straight Super Bowl losses. And then the 2000s, they were one of those teams that just weren't good at all. They just weren't. And you never saw them in primetime games. And then what happened? They started winning games. And then they got a franchise quarterback. And then they started making runs for the division. And they won the division. And then they won playoff games. And now you see them flexed three, four, five, six times a year into primetime games. Of course they're going to be there because they're a winning team. The, the Lions just aren't. People saying, Terry, the Steelers aren't five primetime games. They're the Steelers. Right. Black and, black and, go- uh, black and yellow. Uh, like, <clears throat> growing up, you all watched the Steelers on Sunday night, Monday night, uh, Thursday night. Like, this, there is something called brand reputation. The Lions don't have any right now. They don't. When they were winning, they opened up the season on Monday Night Football before. Hmm. Remember well, the Giants? Well, here's the other thing. The Steelers used to stink, too. 
before Terry Bradshaw, and he's like 80 now. So they have been contenders for decades. They've been a team where you may not think they're going to win it, but you know what? They're going to be in the picture. So um, they, they have a rabid fan base. They have a national following. Uh, they even have a following here in Detroit where on Sundays a lot of Steeler fans have specific sports bars they go to that they're going to put the Steelers on and won't have the Lions on. So I'll ask you this question. I'm going to give you a case of beer. You drink beer? Oh, yeah. All right. You got a case of beer. I'm giving it to you on a Monday night. Hell, yeah. Would you rather watch Buffalo, New England, or the Lions and Minnesota? Do I get to play, too? I think you I, drink enough, so I, we're going to pass. What, I'm going to give you a bottle of vodka. Oh. What would you rather watch on a Monday night? Lions, Minnesota, or Buffalo, New England? Uh, well, I'd rather watch the Lions regardless. See, she's, she's but that's a, me being she, a fair yeah, she's, fan. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, the, the real answer she's is addicted. Buffalo, New England, because Buffalo has Josh Allen. That's a primetime game. Fantasy implications. There's tons of reasons why outside of just the game of football. I think New England fall off this year, so it maybe has less divisional impact. Maybe the same as Minnesota-Detroit, but, yeah, I'd rather watch Josh Allen light but, up the New England Patriots. And there's some people who still think Tom Brady plays for New England. Yeah, those so people that's I can't why, help. But, know, I didn't say every NFL fan was smart or up-to-date. Yeah. I never said yeah, that. Yeah, what I would say to the, the New England-Buffalo uh, game is Josh Allen has lost 14 possessions against New England. All touchdowns. Yeah, g- give me that. Give me more touchdowns. Minnesota-Detroit. If it was the thriller that it was, even though Mike Zimmer handed the Lions the game last year, that would be cool to see on a primetime event. But, again, I think you got to earn your stripes a little bit before you get thrown into primetime. The Lions are coming off a three-win season. Uh, I mean, nobody – They. Uh, let me put it this way. Terry, it's a tradition to finish the season against Green Bay, yes? Yes. That's why they're consistently never in a primetime slot. Notice last year, weren't they on Monday Night Football, if I recall correctly? Yes, they were. Yeah. Why? Because they played Green Bay and Lambeau early in the season. When you play Green Bay in week 18 now, the odds of that game having any meaning is essentially zero. That's why you don't get a quote-unquote guaranteed primetime game. Minnesota gets primetime games, even Chicago. Why? They play Green Bay. They play Green Bay in the middle of the season. Well, normally Green Bay's resting players when they play the Lions. That's the problem. And we've only seen it one time. Terry, correct me again if I'm wrong. I want to say 2014 we saw a primetime game. Green Bay, Detroit, both were 11-4, and four, yes? It may have happened before, yes. That was Caldwell's first year. And they mm-hmm. lost that game. Uh, if they would have won, they would have won the division. But... My point, I have no issue with it. I don't, I, if Dan Campbell says, hey, it's better for us, we get more rest, cool, that's fine. Um, that's not my issue to worry about. But I think you have to earn your stripes to get primetime games. And the way you do it is by having one of two things. A, fran- <coughs> a franchise-changing player, or you just have a winning football team. And right now, the Lions don't have either. 
The Lions don't have a player that is going to be featured on ESPN, Fox, NFL Network, Amazon. What, Panay Sewell? Aiden Hutchinson? For the cover of Sports Illustrated. They're, one's a rookie, the other's going into the second year. Come on. That needs time, too. Right? You don't have a, a quarterback people are glamoring over. You don't have a, a guy, let's be real, fantasy football does play a part in TV ratings. It absolutely does. Josh Allen is a fantasy football machine. People want to see him in a primetime event. Absolutely. Jared Goff, I don't think he's playing a significant role in team and people's fantasy leagues this season. Unless you're really desperate for a quarterback. And plus, if you're watching primetime, is Jared Goff going to make a play where you go, damn, did you see that? Unbelievable. Uh, yes, but just not in a good way. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. <laughs> just not in a good way. Because damn, son, that dude can play. So, yeah, look, I, I have no problem uh, with them not having enough, quote-unquote, primetime. Hell, they have zero. And, look, they get Thanksgiving every year. And I think that's one of the best games of the year to play always. Granted, they lose a lot. We don't have to talk about it. But I think it's a good tradition. I do. I think that's something the NFL should keep, by the way. I'm not sure why people are clamoring over why the Lions play on Thanksgiving. Because it's the Lions. And, and uh, even though people watch the game, you know, it's, it's the same reason for primetime. They want to see a better team playing on Thanksgiving. But the, the thing is, the NFL is uh, addictive, so people are going to watch that game anyway. They're going to bitch about it, but then they're going to sit down and watch it. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching. And, again, I think I'm speaking for most football fans. Not all, but most. If there's a, a game of football on the TV, and it's not against, or excuse me, it's not two bottom-feeding teams. For example... If I had to watch Jacksonville and Detroit play on Thursday night last year, I probably would have killed myself. I would not have enjoyed that at all. There are games, there are matchups that absolutely suck. But a majority, 95% of the time, there's a football game on TV, I'm watching it. I am. That's why it's the best sport. That's why it's the best league. That's why they do the best ratings. That's why. I'm not watching Jacksonville. I may as well be watching the USFL. <laughs> At least last year. Uh, yeah, I'm for sure, sure not last year. think again this year, too. Oh, man. <clears throat> I, I, it's also interesting, by the way, Terry. I want to say it's after week five, you can get flexed at, for any a given primetime game. Correct? I, think the I first... thought it was later than that. Well, they, don't, they typically don't, but for example, if they had a docket where it was Buffalo, New England uh, for Sunday Night Football, let's say it was week seven. This is hypothetical. I'm not sure if that's even a thing right now. And New England is 0-6, and Buffalo is 6-1 or 5-1. You would flex that out for Washington-Dallas or uh, teams that, are, that have a game at 425 or on, and you would just flex them up to Sunday Night Football. Because it makes no sense to have a meaningless game played on primetime football. Does that make sense? It makes so sense. So they give themselves the option just in case uh, a disaster happens. But when they're making the schedule, they're looking at teams and saying, oh, all right, this game probably matters in week six. Unless it doesn't, then they flex it out. But you see a lot more flexing down the stretch, Terry, because teams are now in division title races, wild card races. Remember the Chargers-Raiders game got flexed last year. So it happens. 
course it happens. And if the Lions have the season a lot of people expect them to have, they could get flexed into a primetime slot. Yeah, but those people live in Detroit. Most people <laughs> don't believe the Lions are going to have this fabulous season. And you know what? I actually think that's a really good thing because I'm actually one of the people uh, that believe that Lions will be better than national and even local people expect them to believe. I think, again, I'll keep giving you my reasons. I think this team is going to be a pain in the ass to play against. Are they going to... Are they going to be much more talented than most teams? No, probably not. Are they going to wow you with spectacular quarterback play? No, probably not. Are they going to wow you with exceptional coaching? I don't see it, but who knows? Maybe. And what I see is a team that can run the ball and really control the clock. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes playing against a team Terry that can run basically on all four downs. If you get three yards of carry... You basically get a first down every single time. Here, let me steal a line from Adam. Go ahead. The Lions are going to win some football games this year. Well, that's not the line I thought you were talking about. We do not have to go into that. <laughs> um, the point is, I, I think this football team is actually going to be a lot better than people think. And I think the way they're going to play is going to cause a lot of problems. I think they're fast. I think they're very physical in the trenches. And those are two things you can't coach. I think those are two things you can't coach. You can only draft, and Brad Holmes done a good job drafting those pieces. But what we will do is take a quick break. When we get back, Jeff joins us this morning to discuss some NBA playoff action. But before he does, Maddie, could you tell everybody at home about our good friends over at Big Boy? Yes, I can. The Strawberry Fest is back at Big Boy. If you didn't know, head on over. They brought back some classic items like their strawberry French toast, hotcakes, and waffle. And don't worry, if you're not feeling breakfast, they have lunch too. Strawberry bacon chicken wrap, crispy chicken wrap, nacho wrap, or even a strawberry salad. And how could we forget dessert? They've got a very delicious strawberry pie as well for just $1.99 with a purchase of $7.99 or more. Head on over to your local big boy. Fellas, let's be honest. We like things to be easy. We like simple stuff like sports seven days a week. We like things uncomplicated like Lady Jane's haircuts for men. Open 10 to 8, seven days a week. Walk in anytime. Sign in, sit down, watch your favorite team play. And before you know it, your hair will be game ready. Open 10 to 8, seven days a week. Walk in anytime. Lady Jane's haircuts for men. It's wicked awesome. At Wingsnub, staying humble's not our forte. We just have better wings. We're back at it again with our crispy golden brown fries and our famous boneless wings. Juicy, tender, hormone-free chicken. Your favorite signature sauces with no bone. Just when you thought Wingsnob couldn't get any better. Order online at wingsnob.com today. Wingsnob. We just have better wings. We are the network for Detroit. By Detroiters. Welcome to the Woodward Sports Network. All right, we're back here on the morning show. Jeff, good morning. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Looking good. Thank you. Sit up. Hey, you know how you know how last time I uh, I came in here with a hat on, I got flack for it. So yeah, purposely. Yeah, that is uh, unacceptable. You, you moving forward. Terry, Look, you, Terry always has a hat on. So I there are three the things I want to discuss now. this morning with Jeff. And Terry, the first, 
I want to remove Chris Paul from the Isaiah Thomas conversation. Not that he was ever in it, but I feel some for some reason I have to address it this morning. Second, we have to go over what the hell happened with Milwaukee. Yep. And, of course, number three, what the hell happened with Phoenix. The worst slate of Game 7s I've seen in you NBA. You do have to address the Chris Paul-Isaiah Thomas thing because there were enough people talking about, oh, Chris Paul's better than Isaiah, or he's the same as Isaiah. Kick rocks, man. I, I, I say kick rocks, too, but enough Isaiah is clowns. the second best point guard all time. And it's not actually, it's not even close. Isaiah would have laid it all And the all only on the way line. Isaiah's status as the second greatest point guard of all time gets removed is if Steph Curry goes on and wins finals, MVP, and does it in spectacular fashion, at least then he, you can challenge for the number two spot. But until you carry a team like Isaiah Thomas did, and you change a franchise around like Isaiah Thomas did, and you win multiple championships, finals MVPs, till you do that, how about you don't talk to me at how, all? How about this? Isaiah Thomas, we wouldn't be saying, oh, man, Zeke is tired. Mm-hmm. We, wouldn't, we would not be oh, saying, his, even his quad, if he was, you would never know. <laughs> oh, oh, really? His quad. <laughs> really? You had to... Knock the, the table down. Who gives a hell, Terry? He had to get the point across. I yeah, Chris Paul so. got worn out, man, and you saw that. I mean, that's. I think it's a more mentality thing. I, I think looking at Chris Paul, he absolutely – you cannot look at Chris Paul and say he left it all out there. He did not leave it all out there. He wasn't even there, to be honest. Same you know, with Devin Booker. But you know still. what you don't question with Isaiah Thomas? If he's showing up for oh, game seven. absolutely. He'll be there. He'll be there. I don't have to worry. Devin Booker, Chris Paul starting 0 for 11. To start mm. that game. They didn't have a field goal at the half. <laughs> Either one of them. Yeah, way to go, guys. Way to show up. And that, all that was rushed. the worst, the two worst game sevens I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. They were probably the two worst game sevens, period, in NBA history. In the same day, yeah. Yeah, I think you could throw them all the way down. Boston just... The Boston-Milwaukee game made no sense. Uh, basically, what happened, guys, is Milwaukee struggle without Chris Middleton. They don't have a legitimate perimeter threat. Yep. And Boston dared them to shoot. They couldn't. And Boston couldn't miss from beyond the arc. And Grant Williams looked like Game 6 Clay Thompson. The guy was just draining threes. It was unbelievable. Milwaukee didn't have a chance. Yeah. And Phoenix, I mean, they lost to a guy whose diet was, I don't know, McDonald's and cotton candy over the summer. And that's Milwaukee's defense. I mean, they're going to make you live or die by the three. And it seems Boston, in more than one game, has lived by the three. So Milwaukee told them, hey, you know, take them. We're, we're going to completely shut down the pain. And Grant Williams, to your point, he just kept jacking up threes, and they kept going in. So analytical nerds love him because uh, last night that was the difference. I mean, they were plus 17 in the three-point category. Um, Giannis didn't play very well, especially in the second half. But besides that, it was kind of the surrounding cast. You brought up Chris Middleton. They needed him last night. Boston just not a, not only are they more, you know, complete team, but Jason Tatum is, is emerging. I mean, he's a superstar. You know, we point. always used to compliment LeBron James about his ability to play with, uh, you know, not so much of a great supporting cast, especially in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And I could have sworn, maybe I was wrong, uh, his teammates were hitting a ton of threes for him. Not that... He can win without him, but but he creates those three. Of course, and but last night I think was a great example, or excuse me, yesterday afternoon was a great example with Giannis. 
Brooke Lopez was open. Missed the threes. Mm. Drew Holiday was missed the threes. Everybody was missing threes. Nobody could hit a shot if their life depended on it. Giannis was the only legit three-point threat. That's how pathetic the Bucks were but in here's, that game. Here's the other thing that, that I saw. Uh, they were rushed. Um, that you know, in the NBA, I'm not saying you should play at a slow pace, but you should play at your own pace. I thought Milwaukee and Phoenix were rushing things. They were rushing their offense. Yep. It's like, okay, we got to score within three seconds, or else, and then just throwing up crap. Yeah. Yes, and Brooke Lopez, and and when they got the open shots, they were missing those too. But for the most part, they're throwing crap up with people in their face, and they're doing one-legged things, and. You know, but, you know, um, Doncic, it, it's like he plays in slow motion. But, you know, he gets his shot off. Um, he, he gets the rebounds. Yeah, he kills. He, he can create for others. He, he could get off any shot he wanted. <sighs> While Phoenix is going, ooh, ooh, we got to shoot the you, ball. You know ooh. when the series changed? When Devin poked the ball out uh poked the ball out of Luka Doncic's hands right in that dead ball and he gave him that look like I'm coming after your ass and he said it after the game after you know Dallas was blown out he said everyone talks and loves it when they're up I mean it's all fun and games when you're up Dallas comes out wins the last two games I mean and especially to win in Phoenix every game so far in this series has been won at home Phoenix won all their home games Dallas won all their home games who would have thought you come into Phoenix and win by 30 I mean it's both it's, games it's were time. absolute blowouts, but let's talk about them. Yeah. The, the future, possibly, of the NBA. Maybe the guy that continues the international MVP streak right now. Luka Doncic. 37 points. I, I can't applaud the kid enough. He, He's the most... Well, I'm that is, to think. that I, is what James Harden could never do, by the way. That. Maddie. Like we we you have to talk about it. I'm sorry. Yeah. James Harden, Russell Westbrook, that is what you were missing. That, Being able to to do that in Game Six in an elimination game, and then come around and do it again yeah. in Game Seven. That's why James Harden and Russell Westbrook are nothing but, but a bunch of bitches. They, they don't deserve to be in the top I, 75 in the NBA list. No, that that's a joke. That's what we've been told that, that that's what they are. Oh, they're not. <clears throat> James Harden couldn't even do it against the number one seed in the East. I mean, Luka did it against the number one seed. James in Harden the NBA. can only do it against <laughs> middle school players. Let's just be I honest. Mean, it's, He's not good. They're just not. Hey, by the way, now that James Harden has been sent home, can we uh, take him out of the NBA 75? Is that a thing? Are we allowed to do that? Uh, can we put Ben Wallace in there? <laughs> can we, we put can't anybody? Do it, but. but they they don't belong. They didn't belong before. God, God, I don't, I don't know man. how they got it. You know what? It's it's the thing about the NBA is you get things based on hype. Westbrook and Harden are hype. Uh, my, Harden my, my, has Brandon, got the beard. Brandon with a ten out of ten comment here. James Harden took the Warriors with Durant to Game Seven. Uh, I, I think you remember the wrong series, bud. Actually, Chris Paul was the leader of that uh, basketball team. Chris Paul was the reason they were up against Golden State. And Chris yeah. Paul getting hurt is why it cost them a finals appearance. And your point still stands. Like, Luka in that game seven and, and, and Harden in that game seven, that's the difference. You're not, it's not about, you know, all the, the little arguments. We're talking about as the player. I mean, Luka Doncic is in a game seven. You saw what he did last night. Like, that's, 
They just approached the game differently. James Harden was nowhere to be found in their elimination game in Philly. So it's more so just a mindset thing. I mean, Luka is special. He's, he is, I mean, to do what he's done the last three seasons, like you said, an MVP's coming his way, man. His ability to affect the basketball court. And this is what I said. I mean, besides him and John Morant, I think he, I have more confidence in Luka because of what he can do in terms of a guard leading a team to a, the finals. I, I love Ja. I just don't, I don't know. I think he might need some more help. But Luka, he could take this team to the NBA finals. If, if it's you're very looking possible. for entertainment value, Ja Morant is yes. it. Absolutely. Uh, but if you're looking for production and, and the fact that Luka, with his limited mobility, whatever you want to call it, can still get off any shot he wants, any time he wants. Mm -hmm. And it may not always go in, but it's James Harden shot 41% in game six and seven of that 2018 Western Conference final. There's the difference. And they got blown out in both games. Kiss my ass. Yep. I don't want to hear it. I hate that we make excuses. Now, is this Phoenix team as good as that Golden State team? No, absolutely not. Is Miami as good as that Golden State team? Hell no. Is Miami as good as this Phoenix team? No. Mm -hmm. They're just a good basketball team. James Harden lost with Joel Embiid. Yes, Joel Embiid was hurt. Tobias Harris, Doc Rivers. Kobe said this a long time ago. You can't win with James Harden because of the way he plays basketball. Luka Doncic did what all of you wanted so bad for Russell Westbrook and James Harden and players like that to do. He did that. No, was Chris Paul injured? Look, I don't know. The guy's always injured at this point. Every time they Here, lose, Here's he's another thing you need to look at James Harden. He's in this group. Every, you know, this guy is bouncing. I don't like players when they bounce from team to team. There's something wrong. But every time he bounces somewhere, this place is messed up. And then you okay. go somewhere else. Who is, who is Luka Doncic's uh, number two, by the way? Does he have I, a number two? If, if Spencer Dinwiddie? At this point, yeah. Spencer Dinwiddie. Jalen Brunson? Yeah. Who is Luka Doncic's number two or three? James Harden played with Russell Westbrook. James Harden played with uh, Chris Westbrook Paul. Westbrook can't play. Still. Still. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Yeah. They built Luka Doncic is winning. Let's be honest, guys. With an average cast. I don't want to hear it. He makes all of them better. The difference between Luka and James Harden is James Harden is an exceptional offensive player. Yes, he is. This doesn't show up. He doesn't make his team better. You can't win playing like that. And you saw Dallas win. Why? Why? Because Luka, yes, he sets up his own teammates. But, guys, I, I, if, if you're actually going to sit here and defend James Harden this morning, I can't help you. And Luca's Maddie? Playing. Maddie can't say anything right now. <laughs> oh, you're she's a Westbrook Russell, She's a Russell oh, Westbrook okay. girl. And I thought what the Mavs did that was really impressive is they gave the ball up. Like, they, they let Jalen Brunson, they let Spencer Dinwiddie run the pick and roll. Like, it wasn't always, it wasn't so ball dominant in terms of Luka Doncic. Yes, he had the ball a majority of his hands, but like Kobe said, you can't win like that. So the ability to have multiple ball handlers, Spencer Dinwiddie had a great night. Jalen Brunson came alive. They were making Chris Paul play defense. That's what's going to make them da a dangerous team. They were one of the best teams since, you know, this start of this year. Uh, I still have the Warriors beating them, obviously, but I think Dallas can put up a fight. I mean, they're a hell of a team, man. I, I, I think there's a lot of comparisons between this team and LeBron. Lucas in his third when year, When he took correct? Cleveland to the finals. Uh, this yes. is Lucas' third year or fourth year? Uh, I want to say it's his third year in the league. Yeah, no, maybe his fourth? 
I don't know the exact. He's year three, year three or four, either one. All right. One well, them. long story. No, it is his uh, fourth year. So four, yep. So his first two years, they lost in the first round, right? So this is his third playoff appearance. In his third year, he's in a Western Conference final. What was LeBron doing in his fourth year in the NBA? I want to say they weren't in the Eastern Conference final. It's not often yeah. this young you get to the pinnacle of your conference. Yep. It's very, it doesn't happen often. It happened when LeBron you know, scored, what, 25 straight against the Pistons. And go compare but, this cast to the LeBron unbelievable. cast. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like, again, uh, we're going to say Luka couldn't get out of the first round before this year. Yeah, bitch, look what he's doing now. And, and Luka did it in the West. I mean, there's a lot of good teams. And he did it against the number one defensive team in the NBA. So, <sighs> Wow. They knock out Phoenix. DeAndre in another no-show. Booker a no-show in Game 7. Yeah. Uh, I, I did not expect the Game 7s to suck that bad. And I've never seen worse Game 7s in my life. And you know, if I had to pick one thing I learned, it's getting back to the NBA Finals is... It's tough. I mean, both teams lost. Yeah, you last learn to night. appreciate Golden State, LeBron, yes. that era of basketball. It's a lot difficult. of people said they didn't like, <laughs> they didn't like the same teams every year. Now you know how hard it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot harder than it looks. Yeah. Well, what's next for not only Doc Rivers and the 76ers, but Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker to Detroit, DeAndre Ayton to Detroit? <laughs> is that series lost? What triggers Phoenix to maybe not? qualify a restricted free agent offer on possibly DeAndre Ayton. I think the way Phoenix looks at it, and, and Chris Paul, he's damn near almost 38 years old, they understand that their future is Devin and DeAndre Ayton. That's their future. Whether how they perform this playoff series, whatever the case may be, they're going to want to bring back DeAndre Ayton because when Chris Paul does retire, these are the two guys that are going to lead your franchise. So I don't think it changes. They're going to sign, try and sign DeAndre Ayton. What it means for Philly, I don't think it means much. They're, they're in a predicament. I mean, they gave up assets for James Harden. He's going to come back whether people like it or not. Doc Rivers already announced he's coming back. So I think you're going to see a very similar uh, Philadelphia 76ers team, unless they can maybe trade Tobias Harris. Uh, they might tweak the team a little bit, but both teams are going to be very similar coming back next year. I, I don't see them making too much big any moves. They're are not going we, to get rid of Monty. I mean, are we not impressed? Uh, what are our takeaways with Luka? Because, you know, this is a guy that you'd assume is the face of the league, the future. Yes. Are we uh, just... Are we impressed at all with what he's done in this playoff run? Or is it, hey, he got, to use Brandon, uh, Brandon's, uh, his words, uh, a trash Utah team and an injured Phoenix team? No, this guy no, is legit. Yeah. Uh, this is a future multiple uh, MVP guy. I'm not going to call him MVP candidate. He's going to win it multiple times. Oh, yeah. um, but, you know, once again, in the NBA, if you're a guy that can create your own shot, you got it made. And of course, you have to make them, but that's exactly what he does. But he doesn't do it with flash and dash. He's a positional guy. He'll he'll drive to the cup. Uh, he shoots deep threes. Um, this 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 is going to be a guy that the NBA championship is going to run through. Yeah. We talk a lot about teams or players wanting to come play with Kate Cunningham. Psst. Dallas doesn't have a number two right now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They're going to soon. Any superstar up and coming that's looking to leave their Well, Spencer Dinwiddie, he had a great career here in Detroit. (laughs) Let him go, too. God damn it, Terry. <laughs> Top of the hour. We need to have to break. When we get back, we... Actually, I'm going to tell you, Terry. I'm going to tell you why Aiden Hutchinson will win Defensive Rookie of the Year. But before I do, i got to tell you why I'm going to win a ton of money betting on it on my bookie. Sign up today using code Woodward. They'll match your first deposit. Bet from anywhere, anytime using my bookie. Again, that's code Woodward, and they'll match your first deposit. Get in line and start betting on the NBA and the NHL playoffs or do what I'm doing. Take the over on the Lions win total at 6.5 if you can get it now. And, of course, bet your money on Aiden Hutchinson to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. I'll tell you why right after the break. Hey, it's Scott from the Woodward Bet Show. We've been on fire lately with our best bets, so make sure you're checking us out. And also, you guys got to also check out OddsTrader.com. It is the best site to check and shop all the odds at all the different sports books. It is such a great tool. All the player stats, game day odds, and everything else, live scoring that you need throughout the day. I love it. So make sure you're checking it out. And another thing, I love giving out winners. So let's give out a winner tonight. Let's go with the Colorado Rockies to beat the Kansas City Royals. Royals are one of the worst teams against left-handed pitching. I think Kyle Freeland has his way tonight. Woodward Bet Show, OddsTrader.com. Check it out. It took exploring 50 different formulas and hosting countless taste tests, but we believe Gypsy Vodka is the smoothest vodka on the market. Don't believe us? Ask the owners. Mike and Adam Kazanowski with High Five Spirits Distillery. We're in close to about 1,200 locations throughout Michigan. We wanted to create a brand that was geared more towards freedom, love, adventure, and at the end of the day, we really wanted to tell a story that inspired other people to take risks, follow their dreams, whatever that might be. has the best sports fans in the world. That's why they deserve the best sports coverage in the world. We are the Woodward Sports Network. Welcome back, and thanks for joining us on the Morning Woodward Show here on the Woodward Sports Network, also featured on The Roar on 99.1, 93.5, and 94.7 HD2. Let's get into some Aiden Hutchinson talk. All right, I'm going to tell you guys why Aiden Hutchinson will win defensive rookie of the year please it's a matter it's a matter of data odds probability history terry i i told you before the draft that of the previous six players since the year 2000 taken number two overall only one you would question who were defensive linemen only one you could question didn't have 
an overwhelmingly successful career in terms of individual awards and really just individual play. And that was Chris Long, somebody who came out the gate a little slow, had a good three, four years where he was a really good defensive end, and then he fell off due to injuries. The rest is history. Well, I, I'm going to bring back that conversation. Terry, of the six players since the year 2000 drafted at the number two overall pick that were defensive linemen, how many of them do you believe won Rookie of the Year? Five. Five of the six. Number is correct, okay. Terry. Von Miller and Dominican Sue, Julius Peppers, Chase Young, Nick Bosa. Five of the six, Aiden Hutchinson, now being the seventh player on the defensive line drafted since the year 2000. I think he continues that run. Five out of the six. He will be the sixth of the seven to win it. Uh, I think it's a sure lock. This is a guy that I think, again, what's the competition this year? Last year it was Micah Parsons coming onto the scene, but that was a top 12 pick. That's not a guy that didn't come to the, into the league with expectations. This is a guy that was drafted, well, probably near around where Aaron Donald was drafted not too long ago. So I look at who is Aiden Hutchinson's competition for defensive rookie of the year. Obviously, Kayvon Thibodeau in New, uh, New York. That's the obvious choice. And then it's uh, Sauce Gardner with the Jets. And it's Derek Stingley, even though he was injured with Houston. But Houston isn't going to be a good team. And is Derek Stingley going to contribute in a way where he's going to wow the league? I, I don't believe that to be the case. So, uh, again, Aiden Hutchinson's my favorite to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. And he plays a position that's favorable. Who's the last corner to win a Defensive Rookie of the Year? Terry, Charles want to take a wild guess? I have no idea. Charles Woodson. The last rookie to win, no uh, excuse me, the last corner to win Defensive Rookie of the Year was actually Marshawn Lattimore, 2017. Okay. 2017, Marshawn Lattimore. But since the year 2000, only two players at the corner position have won the award, 2015-2017, Marcus Peters and Marshawn Lattimore. Of the other 2020 years... It's been edge players and linebackers. That's it. No safeties. Not you, a single safety. You know safety. who his main competition is going to be? Who? Kayvon Thibodeau. I think that's fair to and, say. And, but here, here's, here's the, the flying ointment. Agent Aiden Hutchinson could be slightly better than Thibodeau and still not win the award because Thibodeau's playing in New York. He's already been hyped up. Uh, by the I don't National. feel the NFL has that issue. It does. Somebody brother, tweeted oh, that to me. Open your damn. Uh, yes, they do. <laughs> it huh. does have that issue. I don't think so. Last year, Micah Parsons, clear defensive winner. Uh, the year prior, it was Chase clear. Young. It's clear. Chase it, Young, Nick Bosa, okay, Darius dude, Leonard. You're saying clear. Listen to me. <laughs> I'm saying he could be slightly better than Thibodeau and not get it. If he's clearly... All right, him, all right. He'll win the award. Listen to me sometime. I'm, damn I'm it. listening. No, I'm you're not. You, you don't listen. Because you're in your own damn world and you don't listen to me. <laughs> I, you think I yell at you because I hate you. That's not true. No, I no, love no, no. you. I'm trying to help you. I don't want you to be like all these other zombies. Here, this is the way we think in sports. I want you to be your own damn man. All right. And I'm trying to broaden you sometimes. All right. I'm, I'm, hearing, what, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying uh, again. No, you don't, because you you throw stuff that I never said. I, I didn't said say if anything. He could, if he could be 
if he's slightly better than him, he could win the award because of the New York stuff. And you said, well, if he's clearly better than him, yes, okay, he'll win excuse it. Excuse me. Then all right, go let ahead. Let me clarify. We'll start all over. Excuse me. Terry. <laughs> okay. Let's go. <laughs> I, I believe the NFL doesn't have this issue that the NBA does. Uh, again, outside of, especially with the Rookie of the Year awards. Now, with MVP, we've seen journalists come out and voters come out and say, oh, yeah, well, I don't like this guy. He's a bad human. I'm not going to vote for him. I mean, it happens in every sport. I don't think the NFL consistently has had an issue. They with, have not. Those, you're, you're describing the keepers of the gate. Yeah, I, I just don't think they have an issue voting for who the best rookie is in a given year. Now, have there been years where it's been close? Yeah, I'll go back to the Nick Bosa year. That's the only sample size I found where I could make the argumentary, yeah, you're right, maybe hype, maybe hype, but it also played a factor that <laughs> the San Francisco 49ers that year were one of the best teams in football, and they ended up going to the Super Bowl because of Nick mm -hmm. Bosa. He had nine sacks, and if you want to line him up with players at, again, his position, Max Crosby that year, 10 sacks, Josh Allen, 10 and a half sacks. And they finished second and fourth, respectively, in the voting. But it, was, it wasn't even close. Nick Bosa overwhelmingly won by 86% of the votes. And those guys statistically had better numbers. But do I think it was hype? No, I think Nick Bosa joined the team. And they went from bottom feeders to Super Bowl contenders. So that's the one year where some guys finished with a little better numbers, but it was clear as day, hey, this guy... Was was he the best player? I don't know. Statistically, he wasn't. But well, if we're gonna get back into the Cade Cunningham oh issue, my God, that drives me nuts. Um, where the Lions not on primetime TV, correct? Yes. The Giants don't have to be on primetime TV to get eyes on their franchise because they're the Giants. They're in New York. I am simply saying that. Aiden Hutchinson could lose the award if he's just a little bit better than Thibodeau because more eyes are on the Giants, more people care about the Giants. Now, if you if we're looking back and say, you know what, Aiden Hutchinson was was the rookie this year, he'll win the award. I'm simply saying that Thibodeau's already being hyped up. Will as, winning matter? Huh? I don't think winning will matter at all. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. I don't think it will, and it hasn't. And Dominic Sue, if I know, remember correctly, won some, yeah, Rookie of the Year. They were 6-10. and ten. People throw in little caveats at the last minute. So it shouldn't matter. It should be production for Rookie of the Year. What and did of, I do? Of the rookies that were taken, let's say, in the top five, Sauce mm -hmm. Gardner, Derek Stingley, Trayvon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, of the five, I think Aiden Hutchinson is in the best position to produce, I would say, at a Pro Bowl level. I would agree with that. I th and I believe that because he'll have the support on the interior line. The secondary, yes, is a question, but you're not going to have to worry about it because you expect, again, this team to improve so much. And there's also narrative, right? Narrative matters a lot. The Lions have finished bottom eight, or excuse me, bottom four in the league in terms of pass rushes and sacks over the last six years. 
if it just so happened that this team went from 28th, 31st, 30th, 32nd, 28th, to suddenly 17th, 14th, and it was in this kid's rookie year, and he's sitting there with nine, nine and a half, ten sacks. I don't think we're having a conversation. I think it's. You know what your problem is? You think too rationally, <laughs> and you think about what's honest and what's fair. I'm simply saying that honesty and fairness don't always apply. That's fair. Things get muddled. And it's for yeah, silly Aaron Rodgers shouldn't be a back-to-back MVP, in my opinion. He shouldn't. Okay. Cooper Cup should have won the MVP, but hey, what do I know about football, right? But he is. What do I know about football? Aaron Rodgers MVP, baby. I I can't believe it. He's a jerk. Joe Burrow should have been was more of an MVP this year. Whatever. Well, we don't have to go revisit the last football season. Sorry, Terry. Right. I get frustrated with some of these awards <laughs> because uh, but the voting doesn't make sense, just like the Cade Cunningham voting. Again, again, if it was a consistency award, fine. You want to punish Cade for the start of the year? You have to punish Evan for the end of the year. You have to punish Scotty Barnes for missing some games as well. You can't just only pick and choose, hey, we're going to punish Cade for November to December. Can't do that. And then create reasons why he didn't deserve well, he was a bad defender, and he turned the ball over too much. He was such a bad defender and turned the ball over so much, Terry, that he's the only player in NBA history outside of, I don't know, only Michael Jordan to put up 22-5-5 five, and five in a month for a rookie. Not LeBron. Not Luka his rookie year. <laughs> only Jordan. Not Hakeem. Not Bird. Not Magic. Not, not, uh, what's his name? Uh, Allen Iverson, David Robinson, Shaq, nobody. The only one to put up 22, 5, and 5 in a given month in his rookie year, Michael Jordan and now Kate Cunningham. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Scotty Barnes, rookie of the year. Okay. <laughs> what a joke. What a joke. Oh, I'm going to laugh at that one for a long Joke's time. Joke's happen. I'm going to laugh at that one for a long time. Uh, speaking of laughing for a long time, uh, I'll tell you where I wasn't laughing this morning. I was really happy, but I was not laughing. It was at the gym. I was at Planet Fitness this morning, getting my workout in. I hadn't worked out since Thursday of last week, so I'm already like pretty sore right now because it's been a minute. But, hey, we're on the road to recovery, getting my physical, mental health in shape, just like all of you should. You can see the sticker behind me. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in the Planet Fitness Studios. Check them out, Planet Fitness at planetfitness.com, one of their many Metro Detroit locations. Go and sign up today, zero down $10 a month. Take your fitness seriously, and remember, your fitness is essential. Six dark corners, a driveway and a patio, five windows that could become doors. Every house has unique security challenges. Guardian Alarm has more tech, more team, and more ways to help keep them all safe. Get a professionally designed and installed security and smart home system from Guardian Alarm. Sign up today and get a free video device. Guardian Alarm. Smart. Right from the start. Call 1-800-STAY-OUT. When you need apparel, there's only one place to go. Big Frog in Novi. 
With no setup fees, no artwork fees, no minimum, and a 24-hour turnaround, you can have your whole team outfitted in no time. Embroidery, direct-to-garment, vinyl, and screen printing, Big Frog has it all in all the styles you want. So whether it's a sports team, fundraiser, school event, or corporate needs, Big Frog is your one-stop destination. Visit bigfrog.com novi or call 844-4-BIG-FROG. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli? I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You have an opinion? Make sure it's seen and heard. Hop on the YouTube chat. Slide in the DMS at Woodward Sports on all social media. Our friends at Alta Equipment know that when it comes to getting your job completed on budget and on schedule, uptime matters. That's why Alta Equipment has partnered with the biggest names in construction. If you've got a big project coming up, Alta Rents has you covered with the most diverse rental fleet in Michigan, there's nothing your project can throw at you that Alta can't handle. Give them a call today at 844-GO-TO-ALTA. Alta Equipment, where uptime matters. All right, we're back here on the Morning Woodward Show. Terry? Yes, sir. Conference Finals MVPs. This mm-hmm. is a new award they'll be handing out. Yeah, I know that thing. Magic West- Johnson. Yep. Western Conference named after Magic Johnson. The Eastern Conference named after Larry Bird. Um... Our good friend Isaac, the world of Isaac over on Twitter, polled who was a better player in their prime, Magic Johnson or Larry Bird. I voted Larry Bird, just the full context on okay. the conversation. Uh, and the poll came out 78 to 22, Magic Johnson. And I was shocked. Now, I can respect somebody saying, hey, Magic was better. Fine. Like I, I can dig that conversation. Where was Magic from? Hmm. Magic oh, grew up Detroit. in Michigan. Uh, that's a very good point. That's Michigan point. State man. Uh, and I was again. I, I didn't think it was that that much of a difference. If I would have pulled it, if he would have told me, I had to say Magic was better, I would have given it fifty-eight forty-two. Maybe. I'm being very generous on that number, but my me, I think it's like fifty-five forty-five. I think it's really close. Yeah, Larry Bird was really damn good, Terry. I he don't was. know. If if I had to give a percentage, I was thinking along the same lines, 55-45. Because, um, first of all, back then you had the Lakers versus Celtics dynamic. More people in Detroit or Michigan like the Lakers better than they do the Celtics. So that's going to add to the um, – that's going to add to that number. <clears throat> the other thing – if you go in Detroit, 
during the, the uh, conference finals, you will get more people watching the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals than you would the Detroit Red Wings playing in the Conference Finals. And uh, so the Lakers are very popular here. Um, maybe not as much under LeBron James, but it has nothing to do with Magic and Bird. Um, when the Lakers played at the Palace, even uh, here, even though people don't go to the games anymore, there was this loud roar when the Lakers were making a run. Because people love Kobe, they love Magic, and so that franchise is really liked and hated in this state. So they're going to get a reaction, and I, and I think that's another reason that Magic <clears throat> blew out Larry Bird, 78. If I had to vote, I would have voted Magic Johnson. Look, they, yeah, I'm I'm sticking to my guns on Bird. Um, I can respect the Magic Johnson conversation, he's amazing. <laughs> I mean, the guy came into the league 79-80, uh, 18, uh, 18 7 and 7. Just walked into the league, delivered a championship. 18-7-7. I believe that was the famous uh, he lined up at center in that yes. finals, correct? Against the 76ers. So, uh, look, Magic was a career 19-11 and 11 player. It was unbelievable, but Larry Bird was 24-10-6. <laughs> It was no pushover either. Uh, I don't think it's that much of a disparity. Again, if you were to tell me 55-45 magic, I'd be like, all right, I'm okay with that. I could walk away from the conversation and be pretty good about it. But 78% the, of you actually this, think this, he's better? This is his home state. I don't and give a damn. he was better. <clears throat> that he much better? better? Than I like, don't think he's dude, that much better. Dude, it, just because 78% of people thought he was better doesn't mean it's Disproportion. Maybe that seventy-eight percent said, eh, "He's just a little bit better." But I'm, I got to vote for Magic. That's who I think is better. But the, the Oof, thing I was, is, I was is, expecting is more love Magic's, for Larry Bird. People hated Boston here. I don't know. They hated Larry. I, uh, I wasn't uh, born, so Larry <laughs> Bird. Who got into more confrontations with the Pistons? Oh, Larry, Larry Bird or Magic Johnson? Larry, Larry Bird. Bird. That whole Isaiah thing, by the way. What the hell was that? And he fired Isaiah. He didn't like him. <laughs> Do you have to include? That's a good point. You have That's to include hate into That's the things. Like uh, Sidney Crosby. Let's, let's go to the NHL. <coughs> if you had vote, uh, let's vote Sidney Crosby today, is one of the best players of all time. Guess where he's going to get a low percentage? Detroit. Right here in Michigan. People can't stand him. In fact, I'll go back here. I'll tell them my little stupid stories. I uh, forget what year it was, but Canada plays US, USA in oh, the boy. gold medal yeah. game in hockey. I, to I had myself. an assignment from the newspaper. I had to go to Windsor and to write about what Canadians thought about the game. So I'm over there watching a the game with Canadians. So I interviewed this Traumatizing. Lady, and she said, I'm happy Canada won. But why did that asshole, Sidney Crosby, have to score the game-winning goal? That's the sentiment about him. So he's going to get a low percentage here, even though he might be great. That's the same with Larry Bird. Larry Bird chastised the Pistons more than Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson <laughs> is from Michigan, so yeah, he's going to blow him out. Thank you. 
Because if you didn't pick up the table, Fish was going to have to. I'm glad you did. <laughs> I mean, I'm probably going to have to pick up I his stuff anyway. I was raised right, Terry. So. Come on. Not Good. Happy to hear that. My mom would have beat my ass. But what you should do is, and, and not that people would care, but what would the um, percentage be in, like, Illinois or? Oh, I'm sure it probably would have been flipped, actually. That's a very good point. Thank you. Probably would have been flipped. Okay. That is a very good point. All right. Yeah, again, I just, I thought he didn't get enough love. I was offended. I was offended for him. I was a damn good player. I don't think the disparity was that much. I really don't. But now you're getting people who are commenting on it who never didn't see those two play. So uh, they're I always go by by what my dad tells me about the two. My dad, uh, I wasn't even born. My dad always told me uh, Magic Johnson was uh, one of his favorite players to watch. And Larry Bird was a motherfucker. His exact words to me. Um, I, I think that's I pretty spot on. I would agree with that. <laughs> so, again, uh, we're talking about two of the greatest players. The conference finals MVPs now moving forward will be named after each of them. Terry, they both came out at the same time. Magic had beaten him in college. Magic had beaten him in the NBA. They were both stacked teams, so I, I don't think we can have a conversation by saying, oh, well, Magic had Worthy and Kareem. Well, Bird had Mikhail. Bird, Bird had a team, too. And it was Robert Parrish. Robert Parrish. So I think what that dynamic, uh, that's once in a lifetime, isn't it? Two players of that caliber coming out the same year yeah, and, and dominate were, the same decade. Right, and there was in other this dynamics. opposite conference. One is the Boston, a franchise. On the East Coast? Right, on the East Coast, a franchise. You know, one of the top franchise, And then the Lakers. And the Lakers had to build themselves up to become the Boston Celtics. So that uh, played a role. Uh, you had the racial thing. The white guy in Boston, the black guy in, um, in L.A., that played a role in it, too. Um, people um, like Magic Johnson was not a guy that jumped out of the gym. He could run like hell, but they had similarities. Neither him or Bird were high flyers. They were both thinkers of the game. Their whole thing was, how do I make my teammates better too? But I think Bird was a little bit more individual than Magic. Are Uh, we seeing the NBA maybe take a little bit of a step back in terms of athleticism and how important it really is? You know, not everybody jumps out of the gym, Terry. Everybody's fast. Everybody's I, I, explosive. That is true. I, I think I think the NBA is more explosive now than it was in the 80s. Doesn't make you a better player. And that's actually where I was going with it. I look at a player like Kate Cunningham. He's not jumping out of the gym and pressing anybody. No. Luka Doncic? Guy looks like he's eating a McDonald's meal every single day. Yeah. And you can't stop him. <laughs> But then you've got John Morant. Of course. And he's getting a lot of hype. Um, as he should. As he should, right? But we've seen that. Oh, okay. All but, right. Somebody you guys like. <laughs> but we've seen that, right? Derrick Rose. And that's an unfortunate reality of being that explosive. We Russell saw Rose. two Derrick Roses. We saw the explosive Derrick Rose. And then we saw the Derrick Rose after knee problems. Yeah, knee. Derrick Rose is not, doesn't scare you. With his athleticism now, he scares you more because he knows where to be. He's a solid player. Um, he does the right things. 
That's why he scares you now. Yeah, again, uh, there are anomalies. There are players that are hyper-explosive but are able to do everything else and play the game at a certain tempo. I look at Jason Tatum. He's not wowing you with athleticism, his ball handling, his ability to work off the pick and roll, hit a mid-range jumper, uh, even distribute. You know, he semi-wows me. I'm not going to say he doesn't wow you. He semi-wows me. I'm going, okay. I mean, these guys are athletes. Don't right. get me wrong, but... Oof. I mean, they, Jason Tatum, uh, Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic. Look at the players that are in the conference finals right now: Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Clay Thompson. St are any of them wowing you, athletically? No. You're not looking at them and saying, "Oh my goodness, how in the hell are we gonna guard him? He can just get to the rim anytime he wants." I think Jimmy Butler's that way because Jimmy Butler is an mf'er. He is. He cusses out his teammates. He um, he has to have things his way. Uh, he has a certain way he wants to go about things. So he is a guy that I fear I can't stop him. He can get to the cup whenever he wants to. I'm okay with that. Um, but again, Luke is I one think of those. But he's not doing it by, you know, jumping out of the, you know. Out you of know, the when we talk about athletes, you know, Russell Westbrook's, your John Moran's, Derrick Rose, LeBron James, these. Uh, freakish athletes, even James Harden back then, back in his offensive scoring prime, he wasn't wowing you with explosion. He was wowing you with skill, ball handling, and an ability to shoot the three-pointer. And maybe cheating a little bit. And uh, that that traveling move, right. it is a traveling move. I don't care what anybody tells me. That's a ridiculous move. Uh, uh, the league is its kind of interesting because you see 80s, players like Zach Levine, right? right. Explosive. Right. Uh, what does that do for me? You can only get to the rim so many times a game before it just takes a toll on your body. It, it Game's a physical game. You know, it may not as be as uh, physical as it was before, but it's taxing. It's taxing to be an explosive player. And you see players like Luka pacing themselves throughout the game and absolutely killing you. It works, and you know what, Detroit, you may have that player in Kate Cunningham, who's very similar in my opinion. Uh, we need to take a short break. When we get back, Terry and I will discuss what Detroit Lions fans should expect, should expect from Dan Campbell going into year two. But before we do, i got to tell you about Gypsy Vodka. It's Michigan's vodka. It's gluten-free. Check them out. They're locally owned and operated. Grab a bottle by asking for it by the name of Gypsy, of course. Again, Gypsy Vodka, Michigan's Vodka, gluten-free. Go to gypsyvodka.com, follow them on social media, and as always, please drink responsibly. Life is full of hard choices. We're here to make one of life's biggest decisions as simple as possible. My name is Christina Gennari, and for over 20 years, I've helped hundreds of families buy and sell homes. We cover all of Metro Detroit and more, from large luxury homes to starter homes. We will work hard to make sure that you get the home of your dreams. So if you're in the market today or even thinking about buying or selling in the future, make the obvious choice. Christina Gennari, the obvious choice in real estate. Visit us at soldchristina.com today. Strawberry Fest is back at Big Boy. We brought back some of the classic breakfast items like the strawberry French toast, hotcakes, and waffle. If you're not feeling breakfast, try our new strawberry bacon chicken wrap, crispy chicken wrap, nacho wrap or strawberry salad the perfect recipe for springtime and don't forget to grab dessert including our berry delicious strawberry pie for only $1.99 with the purchase of $7.99 or more 
at participating big boy locations. Woodward Avenue, the first paved road in America. Woodward Sports, the first sports network born in Detroit and made for Detroit. Well, you guys know I love going to Chili Peppers Tanning, and they are celebrating 20 years of sunshine this month. Join Big D Energy's Darren McCarty and Neil Rule on Friday, May 20th from 11 to 1 at their Troy location on John R. for their 20th anniversary. They even have a grand prize contest to win $20,000. Get your tan on at any of their 26 locations all month. Join the Pepper Club for the best deals on unlimited tanning. Chili Peppers tan! God bless you, Fish. We are back here on the Morning Woodward Show. Terry Foster, myself, Fish, Maddie, and Alex. Guys, what should Detroit Lions fans expect from Dan Campbell? You're too, Terry. I'm very interested to hear what you have to say on this because I think the message I'm going to deliver is obviously very reasonable. Not that yours probably won't be, but I am curious what you believe this fan base and really just football people in general should expect from a second year head coach I think um, based on what you saw in the locker room based on the fact that they were able to change a long standing culture that was toxic uh, with the Detroit Lions I think after year one you should be able to see some progress in the win-loss column. Uh, you should see them, you should expect them to win seven or eight games. Anything short of that should be unacceptable. That would be same old Lions to me. But um, that's what you should see because a lot of progress was made during the season where they didn't win many games. And we could say, oh, they, they're right there, they're right there. You can't be saying this year, well, they're right there. No, you got to win some more ball games that's what you should expect and the other thing you should expect is i think by thanksgiving everybody should look at dan campbell and say you know what this is a coach or he's not a coach yeah i'm good with that i'm out terry mean you're in lockstep uh, regarding the wins again the wins are going to matter i think the minimum you can get and you can get away with it, even though you'll still be under pressure going into year three, in my opinion, is six. I would still be, I would be disappointed with six because the schedule, I think the talent's there. I think the ability to, the, to play the game that I don't think many teams will be able to play this year is an advantage. What teams are going to be able to run the ball? I mean, we saw the Titans basically lock up the number one seed doing this. Now, do you have the defense the Titans have? Do you have the head coach the Titans have? Maybe not. But you may. Dan Campbell may be the Knights Mike Vrabel. Who knows, right? There's just a lot of questions going into the year. But what I would say, Terry, is if, if Dan Campbell is that guy, and that guy doesn't need to be an all-timer, Let's just say he's just a good coach to very good coach. I don't think we're here talking about six, seven, eight wins. This is a football team I believe can win eight, nine, ten games if that guy in the locker room is a legitimate head coach. I think it's inevitable. You have the schedule in your favor. Majority of your games are home games. You have a good start to the season. Your first five games, 
Uh, you're not getting blown up by any of these teams. You're going to be in these ball games. Now, are you going to win all five of them? I mean, uh, very unlikely. But the point is, there are a lot of games this year where you're going to be able to win. As Alex is jamming right now. God, that music is so loud. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. All right. Back. Mm -hmm. Let me just back to my point. Sorry, I'm distracted <laughs> by who is this singing? Isn't that uh, the the white dude? Oasis. Oasis. Yeah, yeah. There the, you go. the white dude. Like, there's only one white singer <laughs> in America. <laughs> it's Wonderwall. Whatever. Whatever. Point is. Is that white guy? The point is, you know, there's a lot of talk, Terry, on Jared Goff. And, you know, is he the... F I don't think he is the future, just my opinion. I don't need him to be the future. And I don't need Dan Campbell to go out and win 13 games this year. If he does, Jesus Christ, that's impressive. I, there, there are things you want to see. Player development. I want to see better coaching decisions in the two-minute warning. I don't want to see this team fumbling, literally fumbling away games. I don't want to see this team going for it on fourth and one, fourth and inches at their own 13-yard line in the first quarter, second quarter. I don't want to see that. I don't care if you're down by three or ten or seven. I don't care. The odds of you winning are much higher if you just change the field and get the ball back. It's that simple. And even if the analytics are telling you, hey, you have a 58% chance at winning instead of a 55% chance at winning if you go for it here and convert. Do I really need that 3% given what the hell could happen if I don't get it? Like, there's so much more behind the analytics that, you know, people only share with the win probability well, what about the? What about what happens if you actually you don't get it? What happens then? What about the common sense? But with that said, I still think they need to be more aggressive than the average NFL team to pull yes. this off. I think they'll be top three, and they should be top three in terms of fourth downs gone for, unless, unless, I think they just become extremely efficient on third down. They were the worst third down team last year. The worst. They went for it on fourth down a lot, not only because they were aggressive. They sucked on third down. Third down was a throwaway down. They just did nothing on it. Fourth down became the new third down for this team. It was unbelievable. So I expect this team to be better on third down this year. I expect Jared Goff, if healthy, to have a good season. If you ask me for numbers, I would tell you, I would say 3,800 yards. 24 touchdown passes and I'd like to see less than 12 interceptions and I think that's a solid year and I think if that's your stat line from your quarterback Terry we're really having a conversation here why this team can't win seven eight nine games now if he can do that we're not having that conversation because it's going to happen and he could actually pass for a few fewer yards if that running game is really stout. A lot of times in the NFL, some quarterbacks get over 4,000. It's because they're trailing for much of the game. If you're ahead for much of the game, uh, maybe you pass for 40 or 50 yards, uh, fewer yards during a typical game. So I don't look at passing yards all the time as far as judging if a quarterback is having a good uh, year. It should be yards per attempt. Um, what what does he do when it's important, like the last part of a game or something like that? But 
if you're playing from ahead all the time or you're playing with the lead, you don't you know, need to pass the ball. Yeah, but you know, a lot again, guys, you're giving a lot of a credit here to the Lion for the Lions being quote unquote aggressive and not stupid. Yes, they went for it the most in all of the NFL. Of the forty one times they did it, they converted twenty one times, which is roughly fifty one point two percent. That is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. That is 20th best in the league in terms of fourth down conversion percentage. Ravens converted 67% of the time. Chiefs 67% of the time. Bengals 65% of the time. How many times the did Chargers, they do The Chargers, by the way, who you killed last year, and Brandon Staley went for it 34 times, second only to the Lions. They converted 65% of the time. Com- compare. 65%, 50%. There's a big difference. You can't just go for it to go for it this year. If you're going to be aggressive, be aggressive. Stick to it like the Chargers did. I have no problem with that. Just don't be stupid. Don't go for it in the first quarter on your own 31-yard line. Not necessary. Just not necessary. No, that is not necessary. Unless you truly believe you can get it, you better be ready to deal with the consequences. See, it sounds like a little bit in the back of your head, you want to back down a little bit. I, I do want them to take a step back. I want them to be aggressive this year. Do I want them to have the most fourth down attempts? No. Why would, no, be, a, be efficient on third down, Terry. Be efficient on third down. The Chiefs only but, were... F- yeah, you're right. But the Lions, what they failed to do... Third and one. Run the football. They can't make it. Now, this year, third and one, they got to run the football and make it. And maybe you don't have all these fourth down wacky, whizzy things that you have to do. They're awful on third down. And, and you know, I, I've heard people, well, on third and two or third and three, why did they pass? Because they had to. They had no other choice. Yeah, again, they were a really bad team this year. And when you're a team that's in, involved in games – you're let's be honest you do now have a little bit of expectation going for on fourth down is much more difficult and do i want him to stay aggressive yes do i prefer him to win and lose games playing his way yes but i don't want to see them at the top of the fourth down go for it charts no go for it less and still go for it you can be aggressive like the chargers were and be a winning team but hey just so you know, if you convert on third down, you don't have to do this. No, that's true. That that, that 41 number is Should too be, high. I would like to see it at 28, 30, 32 I would accept. Don't get don't get near 40. It doesn't mean you're not being aggressive. What it means is you're not in that position as much. You're well, not because you converted third down. Let's say they lose 10 games. Is it crazy for me to say in those 10 games they go for it in each game on average twice, right? Yeah, okay. Am I crazy I can, I can to say that? that? You have to, right? You're losing a game. Sure. All right. That's 20. What about the other seven games? Let's say they win those seven games. On average, let's say they go for one and a half times a game. All right. What is that? Well, that's another 10, and that's 30. You get between 30 and 32. I'm very happy with that number this year in terms of fourth down attempts. But 41, stay the hell away. Get better on third down, which I expect them to be this year. And, I, again, I think this is a football team and a coach that you can expect to win you games this year. 
This isn't same old. I don't want to hear same old line stuff. I just don't care. Has the GM done a good job of bringing in talent? Yes. All right, coaching. It's up to you now to coach up that talent, make the players around you better, and put in. You excuse me. Put players in a position to be successful. That's the coach's job. And if the coach isn't doing it, well, I know what the issue is. And if the coach is, and Jared Goff can't complete a pass, or they can't run block, or the receivers can't catch, or the corners can't cover, or you can't put any pressure, all right, we're having a different conversation. But I don't want to hear the same old lines, Terry. You know what you have in common with uh, Corey Woods? Hmm. When you um, talk about the Lions, your uh, voice becomes high pitch. You're high pitch, Adam. Oh, am I? And he's high pitch, Corey. Uh, Corey gets really high pitch. Uh, no, his is really. <laughs> and man, the Lions, they're going to win this year. I'm serious. I'm sorry, Corey. <laughs> he I'm gets sorry. way out there. You're not, you're not that bad. Oh, God. But he's like, oh, man, I really like the Lions this year. Damn it. Oh, God. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I do want to bring up Jim Caldwell and Dan Campbell. Oh, uh, man, again. There, there are two gyms. I, wanna, I, wanna, I just want to compare their times here. I want to compare Schwartz and Caldwell with Campbell going into year two. I just want to throw some things at you, Terry, and I want your opinion. But before we do, Maddie, could you tell everybody at home about the good work the people over at the Sports Marketing Agency are doing. Yes, I can. Our friends at the Sports Marketing Agency help spread awareness about mental health and substance abuse. Their new podcast, This is the F Word, helps spread awareness of fentanyl and other addictions. Go to thesportsma.com if you or no, if you are struggling or know anyone who is and let them know that Woodward Sports sent you. Hi, my diamonds. It's Crystal with an X. You want to get hot and perfect like me? Here's my super easy routine. <laughs> Drink at least a gallon of water before you wake up. <laughs> Attach a weight to everything in your house. Hello? Sell your car and just sprint everywhere. Scream when you exhale. Don't follow Crystal with an X. Do your own thing at Planet Fitness with tons of equipment and free fitness training in our clean and spacious clubs. Join now for just $10 a month and cancel anytime. We don't like to brag that we are the toughest sports network in Detroit. But we do have a guy named Darren McCarty on our side. Lemieux and McCarty, who've had a good knockdown drag out. There they go, right on the wall. They were talking to one another. Woodward Sports. If you are looking for something fun to do this week or this upcoming weekend, look no further than the Fulling Warehouse in Hamtramck. That's where the home of the original football bowling pin game called Fulling is located. They've got two ways to play, $12 unlimited open play, or you can reserve a private lane for just $120. Don't forget, of course, they have a $2 mystery beer machine as well as multiple full bars. Check it out at thefullingwarehouse.com. All right, we're back. 9.44, six minutes till we get to mailbag. So, Terry, I'll just make it very short and sweet. Thank goodness. Going into year two, off of Jim Schwartz, it was an awful first year. Matthew Stafford was injured for a majority of it. It wound it up being that he would be hurt for his second year as well. Going into year two with Jim Schwartz, I don't think there was much expectation, let alone I would say the expectation that Dan Campbell has. Is that fair to say? Oh, that's tough. That's a tough one. Um, I I don't... I think that the reason you have so much expectations with the Lions is, yes, they like the drafts and everything, but this team has been so beaten down that 
expectations turn into unrealistic expectations. Expectations outside Detroit are not that great about the Lions. Six and a half Vegas. Once again, win total. Yep. There, Vegas is telling us the Lions are going to have the number four pick in the draft next year. Is that great expectations? No. But if you talk to people here in Detroit who are Lions fans, they said, you know, some are going as far as say they can win 12 games this year. <laughs> Ryan Amani. <laughs> Did Ryan really say that? He said 10. Oh, okay. That's not awful. As long as he didn't say 12. He doesn't get hit in the head with a baseball bat. No, but he said 10 wins. F- fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough on Schwartz. I-, I think there's a big difference, though, between Schwartz, Campbell, and Caldwell. Caldwell inherited the tail end of the Schwartz team. That was actually pretty talented. The problem Jim Caldwell had going into year two was they were 11-5 and five year one. They had just lost to the Saints in the playoffs. People were expecting this team to win the division, and I think rightly so. And obviously they, they underachieved. They went 7-9 and nine after a good start to the year. But uh, the point is, Terry, I don't think expectations have been that high on a football team in Detroit since the 2015 season. Or going into it, excuse me. Because 2015 was a disaster. They were 7-9. and nine. But I don't think expectations have been this positive, this optimistic since 2015. And the reason is, I don't think it has to do with the coaches. It's been that bad. I, I think it has to do with leadership. The reason the Lions were never able to achieve greatness, I think it was because of the front office, because of ownership because of who was in charge, and the coaches had to try to overcome that, and they didn't have the talent or the, and I'm talking about the coaches didn't have the the game plan or whatever you want to call it to overcome bad management. Now, for the first time, people are like, you know what? I'm looking at Lions management, and I'm like, okay, I can live with that. That's pretty damn good. So that puts Dan Campbell in a better position than all the other coaches in Lions history. Because okay. even in the 90s, and, and everybody likes to go to the 90s, I didn't have faith in uh, Lions management. I thought they were incompetent. But they got some good players in there, and they they uh, took advantage of uh, last-place schedules. You know what? what's funny about that, Terry, is they, they had a great player. And they had a great player and one of the greatest players at a position that back then in the NFL, if you had that position, you were winning eight, nine games minimum. Sure. If you had a running back, you were a contending team. Mm-hmm. That's just the NFL this, back in the this mid. This was not just an outstanding player. This may have been. The best running back of all time, in my opinion. May have been. Of course, they're going to argue with you because that guy didn't care about stats, so he left before he should have or before you know he could he had another three years where he could have gotten three uh three thousand yards or you know probably 1200 yards a season but that didn't matter to him yeah. emmett smith it mattered to him so that's why yeah. you get goofy people say oh emmett smith was better than barry sanders you know i would no, love to meet people like that you know because i have i have so many baseball bats in my garage i would love to just hit some people well emmett smith a better hit them with running. a baseball bat why don't you just educate them Put them in a classroom. That seems so complicated, man. If they can't get educated (laughs) in middle school and elementary school, how the hell do you want me to educate them, Terry? Well, I think if you uh, put on your little smoking jacket 
Okay. Get put your little glasses on. Okay. And get it in front of a chalkboard or they I think don't I use could break it down. That's anymore. fair enough. You could break it down to them and you could convince them. That's fair enough. Fair enough. It's mailbag time. Get your questions in the chat. Whatever questions you have for myself or Terry, get them in the chat now. But before we go, I got to tell you about where I got my haircut over the weekend, which was Lady Jane's Haircuts for Men. Yes, I looked like a grizzly bear. Yes, I fully acknowledge I looked like a disaster last week, and now I think I look a lot better. Now, it's not the prettiest sight in the world. I totally agree here. But they took care of me, uh, cleaned up my beard, cleaned up my hair. And they gave me a hot lather neck shave. Treat me like a king, and they will treat you like one, too. Walk in any time, open 10 to 8, seven days a week. Lady Jane's. It's wicked awesome. He's going deep, right side. Oh, that is Edwards out there. He goes up in the air at the goal line. Hey, it's Brett Edwards here. Wanting to welcome the sports marketing agency to Woolworth Sports Network to the family. Glad to have you guys. For the last decade, the sports marketing agency has literally leveraged athletes around issues such as mental health and substance abuse. Glad that we can finally start trying to get the stigma off of mental health that's been there for all these years. You don't have to go to the beach, man. You don't have to get your butt crack full of sand. You just need the little chili peppers, man, to get that glowing beach chili peppers tan. With 26 locations in the Metro Detroit area and more coming, Chili Peppers Tanning is where you'll find the cleanest salons in the D. Join the Pepper Club for the best deals on unlimited tanning. Head to chilipepperstanning.com. You just need a little chili peppers, man. our sports we just wish they'd love us back detroit sports for detroit sports fans woodward sports oddstrader.com is the number one site for all of your game day bets for play-by-play -play updates live scores and bet tracking download odds trader from the app store today for the best price on every game and sign up offers for multiple sports books visit oddstrader.com Oh, mailbag time. My Why favorite. is Adam so unprofessional? <laughs> I, just, I just don't get it. I, I can't help it, Terry. Sorry. He likes to, you know. I'm trying to encourage her. No, no. I think you're trying, to to, you're trying to spook her. She's doing spook. great. I don't She's doing spooked. great. Well, he's trying. You know, you know what's the best thing I saw uh, last Thursday, by the way? You know how every team had their own theme? The Lions had their own video release for the team schedule? The, oh, the yes. Los That's Angeles right. Chargers did like this whole anime skit, which was amazing, by the way. But they had some low, low-hanging fruit. You know those, oh, what do they call them? Uh, you know, I, I forget the terminology, but it's something where you know they'll hide it from you and see if you can get it, like a nugget, right? Oh yeah. So they're gonna hide these little nuggets. The first one being the Jacksonville Jaguars one, where it was Urban Meyer sitting with that girl on his lap. <laughs> and that's that's who they made it after. And then the one later on was about the Seahawks with a grave site, and it was the Legion of Boom. And then it was Russell Wilson. It was a bunch of. It was just so great to see the Los Angeles Chargers social media team and their video team. Round of applause. Knocked it out of the park. Knocked it out of the park. That was some of the best stuff I have ever seen on social media. Uh, ten out of ten. Easter eggs. Thank you guys. Thank you. Thank have you for the you help. Have you seen there. the Green Bay Packers T-shirt? I have not. The Green Bay Packers t-shirt, there's one of, of a guy who's a Packer fan sitting on a toilet, and the toilet seat is a Chicago Bear 
emblem. The toilet paper is the Minnesota Vikings. And the Lions are the like the... No, no, they're not the sink. They're like the toilet water that you poop in. That's the T-shirt. So it's dumping on all the I teams. Like that. That's a pretty. That's crazy. That's a pretty creative. I can get t-shirt. behind it. I can get behind it. All right, let's start with some questions in the chat. Should the Pistons target Levine or Aiton if they would make the? Uh, if so, would they make the playoffs with either? Uh, they should not target. Zach Levine, in my opinion, you don't need another ball-dominant ball handler unless he's a clear number two that can be a star, all-star in this league. Zach Levine, yes, is very nice, but I have questions on Levine. I'd prefer Aiton, even though he's a restricted free agent. Uh, Terry, what other questions do we have in here? I'd I'd go for Levine. Yeah? Uh, You need more than one ball handler, uh, but you got to get it straight between... You know, he's going to come here. It's a lot of understanding, money. I understand that. But this is Kay Cunningham's team. Now, if he's unable to accept that, you obviously cannot sign You cannot sign him. But I like guys who can handle the ball. Uh, I, I think Levine is exceptional. and Maybe it's because I only see him play against the Pistons, and he looks like LeBron James and Magic Johnson all rolling into one. All right. Which Detroit sport athlete is the most hated nationally, like Sidney Crosby is? I don't know if we have anybody right now. That, that's, that's an indictment of how awful. low, awful the Detroit sports is. Usually we have somebody that nationally people just hate. But I'm thinking about the t- like the Tigers. What Tiger would you hate? Nobody. Yeah. Miguel is going out. Getting his little, he's getting his going hits. away package. Yeah, he's yeah. a smiling guy, so you don't hate him. The Lions, there's nobody on the Lions that, that you would hate. It's got to yeah. be Red Wings. I think they're. What about um, what about um, Isaiah Stewart? Because uh, he wanted to beat up LeBron James. Yeah, but he sucks. He sucks. No, but no, he f- to beat no up offense, LeBron. beef stew, but you suck, man. You have no offensive game. Like this you team, want to beat up LeBron though. Th- we're having a conversation about DeAndre, and because you just, you're, uh, yeah, no, no. He, Beef Stew is a good, uh, off the bench, eight minutes a game, punch somebody in the face and get sent off the court, guy. That's okay, it. Okay, but if he's gonna punch somebody in the face, that could be the guy that you. It hate. could be when the team is winning and he punches or kicks somebody in the balls in the playoffs. That's the only I, time. I would happen. say nobody. Yeah, there I'm with is you. nobody that you would hate nationally from the Detroit teams. All right. Question. This is an interesting question. Once the Lions beat the Vikings this year, will the players get a ring with the score on? (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I like it. Keep it coming this morning. All right. Now, when they beat the Packers, they'll get that ring. Could Aiden and Jamison Williams both win offensive and defensive rookie of the year? I would say no. Uh, I don't think that's a possibility. I think Aiden, you can book it for defensive rookie of the year. Jamison is going to miss four to five games, likely, right? He's going to have that going against him. You look at the other offensive weapons around the league that are rookies. You have Kenneth Walker out in Seattle. He's going to get a lot of usage. You look at the quarterback. That's always the position that you look at with Kenny Pickett. If he has a solid year, 3,200, 3,400 yards, 20-plus touchdowns, he could be in the running for rookie of the year. You look at the wide receivers, Drake London. You have Chris Olave. You even have uh, Washington. They drafted Jahan Dotson. He can have a sneaky year. 
So I think offensive rookie of the year is going to be tough for Jamison unless he walks into the league after missing those games and just takes the league by storm. And I don't know if I see that happening year one. No, and then he'll be punished even if he takes the league by storm and they don't win. I think that's the lion tax. A lot of people won't vote for him because they say he came in late. He put up numbers on a bad team. Not going to give him that love. But I think Aiden Hutchinson, who will play from day one, has a much better chance. But his main competition is going to be Thibodeau. I'm okay with that. All time, who do you believe is the most hated Detroit sports athlete? Is it Lambeer? I was thinking Bill Lambeer. I'm going to have to uh, think a little longer on that. But my first reaction was Bill Lambeer. Bill Lambeer, I would. Because he wanted to be hated. Yeah. yeah. He was so good at being hated. It has to be Lambeer. I don't I don't think anybody ever reached that level. Isaiah may be close, but there's so much appreciation for his game that you don't hate him, right? Yeah, but he had the failed uh CBA thing that people yeah. are not happy about. Um he he did have to be a dick to put the pish, the Pistons in position to be a uh uh championship contender so uh people are going to hate him for that but bill lambeer went front and center no bring it to me so i think that's why he's and 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 bill lambeer was one fight he had more fights than isaiah he fought charles barkley fought larry bird Yep. so all right last question if the lions win 10 games is it more because of the offense or defense i would say it would be because of the offense Last year, you guys all know the famous number. If they score 20 points in all the games, there's an additional four, five, six wins, something like that on the schedule. If the offense gets going, and this is an offense that controls the clock, is efficient on third and fourth down, can get you points, yeah, you're going to be in a good position to win a lot of games this year because you look at that schedule up and down. A lot of the offenses aren't that intimidating. I think the defense will look a lot better this year. I think it's a friendly schedule. That's it for today. It's 10 o'clock. All of you have and a great I agree. Monday. Thank you, Terry. I love Damn when it. you agree. <laughs> Everybody have a great Monday. Good to be back. Fish, Maddie, Alex, nice seeing all of you again. We will see you Tuesday. Get the hell out of here and go enjoy the nice weather on a nice Monday here in Detroit. Have a great day. More football day.